Welcome to the official podcast for Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization. I'm Beth, a.k.a. Triumvir Clio. Good morning, afternoon, or whatever time you happen to be listening to this. Today we are continuing our journey through the Iliad. We are up to book 15. At the end of book 14, Zeus was sleeping and Poseidon was controlling the battle and Hector was wounded. At the start of book 15, Zeus wakes up and... Well, he's not very happy. He yells at Hera, telling her that he knows that she's behind this. She bats her eyes and says, What? Me? Why, I never! And then she points the blame at Poseidon. Zeus buys this story, sort of. He calls for Iris to go and tell Poseidon to leave the battlefield and return to Olympus, and then he calls for Apollo to go join the battlefield on the Trojan side because someone needs to tell Hector to buck up. And then he finally explains to Hera that he's doing this because it will give Achilles glory when he rejoins the fight, and that's what Thetis asked him to do. Hera goes back to Olympus. She tries to put on a brave face, but she's not very convincing. She tells the other gods that they should stop interfering with Zeus's plans because he really does have a plan. Ares has no interest in this. He is grieving the death of Ascalaphus in Book 14. And he is the god of war, so he can only manage his grief with vengeance. Ares doesn't care what Hera says. He's going to the battlefield to get his revenge on the man who killed his son. Athena, goddess of war and wisdom, steps in and explains to Ares how his vengeance will bring about nothing. He remains angry, but he follows her advice and sits back down. Iris goes to Poseidon, who is not impressed. He points out that the world was divided equally between the three brothers. Hades got the underworld, Poseidon got the sea, and Zeus got the heavens. But the earth? That was to be shared equally. So Zeus has no right to tell Poseidon what he can or can't do on the earth. Iris gently tries to persuade him, pointing out that the Furies always side with Zeus. Poseidon grumbles, but finally consents to return to Olympus. Apollo then goes to Hector, and Hector knows immediately who he is. Apollo tells Hector that he won't die, at least not yet, and then gives him the strength to return to the battle. And return to the battle he does. And in rapid succession, a whole slew of Trojans slay some Greeks. Hector directs the Trojans to make hard for the ships, and Apollo helps. Okay, I really wanted to say, it's shake and bake, and Apollo helped right now, but um, is that even still a thing anymore? I don't really cook meat, so it's not something I'd shop for. Sorry, tangent but you do get an idea of the sorts of comments that I write in the margins of my books. Meanwhile, Patroclus is taking care of Eurypylus. He suddenly realizes that maybe he should do something about the raging battle. He apologizes to Eurypylus, but says there are other men to take care of him, but he really must go and convince Achilles to rejoin the fight. Back in the battle, Hector makes a beeline for, you guessed it, Big Ajax. Seriously, guys, why? Why? It's... Why? Needless to say, they don't kill each other. Again. But they do manage to kill other people. Well, Big Ajax has Hector distracted, Tukros takes aim, and he probably would have shot Hector, except Zeus intervenes and breaks the bowstring. Tukros, who had just put a fresh bowstring on that morning, sees this as what it is a sign from the gods. And Big Ajax helps whisk the great archer away from the battlefield. You may recall that Big Ajax and Tukros are brothers. 
Hector sees all of this and also knows that it is a sign from the gods. He pushes the Trojans on. And even though Big Ajax rallies the troops, the Trojans, the Trojans are finally able to reach the ships and set them on fire. And the book ends with the Greek ships burning as the battle rages on. So, the Trojan War is going great for the Trojans, but not so well for the Greeks. But why? I talked about fate a lot in the last Iliad episode. Is that why? Is Zeus's intervention fate? In Greek mythology, the fates are separate from the gods, or, you know, the fates are gods, but they are specific gods. So I guess my real question in this book is what role do the fates play in the lives of the gods? Because the battle would be so different if the gods weren't intervening. If Poseidon had left well enough alone, the Trojans would have reached the Greek ships that much sooner. But if Zeus didn't tell Apollo to go and urge Hector back into battle, then the Greeks would have reached the Trojan walls that much sooner. And there are a couple of things that I left out of my summary of this book. At more than one point in this book, we get a glimpse into the future. We see what will happen to Achilles and what will happen to Hector. So does that mean they have fates that can't be changed? Is this information that Zeus and Apollo have from the fates? Okay, Apollo is a god of prophecy. The oracle at Delphi is a priestess of Apollo, so maybe Apollo knows what he's talking about. But Zeus isn't associated with prophecy in the same way. Um, but a lot of what we see in this book is a continuation of fate as the ruler of men's lives. So that prophecy about Achilles having either a long and boring life or a short and famous one, is there actually a choice within it? Does he have a choice about rejoining the battle? Or was he always fated to do so, despite what Thetis was told by the oracle, that maybe if Achilles made a different choice, he would live a long, unremarkable life? And what does all of this mean to us as humans? Good question. What do you think? Come share your thoughts at the blog. The link, as always, is in the show notes. And speaking of Apollo and prophecy, the Homeric hymns to Apollo are up next. There are two of them, and that's what we'll cover in the episode that drops on Friday. Talk to you then. You can join the discussion of this and everything covered in this podcast by following the link in my show notes. And if you're enjoying what you've heard so far, please consider supporting the show with a monthly donation of your choosing, just like public radio. And please also consider giving a five-star review on your podcatcher of choice so that more people can discover the fun that is Triumvir Clio's School of Classical Civilization.